Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. I'm your host, Devin Watkins. We are noticing that teenagers who are come to Lucena, they are very closed and they are getting more and more closed. Every day I think about current situation, about support wounded about support IDPs and very important help from different international organizations. This week on Vatican Viewpoint, we're crisscrossing the border between Ukraine and Lithuania. We'll hear from two representatives of Caritas Vilnius and from the mayor of Lviv to get a sense of the difficulties facing Ukrainians fleeing Russia's war and how the Catholic Church is keeping up efforts to assist them as their needs change. During each other, especially for Lithuanian families, uh, there have wiped a lot of tears of Ukrainians and heard a lot of various stories. And in that uh, case, listening of the hurt of Ukrainian people, Lithuanians are taking all of it inside to make it easier for Ukrainians that staying in Lithuania, for them staying to be easier and lighter. And uh, I think this mission is more and more important in this time. That's the voice of Ernesta Carnalite. She's the Director of Communications for the Caritas of the Archdiocese of Vilnius in Lithuania. At the moment, we have two main programs that we are suggesting for Ukrainian refugees that are in Lithuania. So first one is uh, humanitarian aid that is still needed. And we give uh, various clothes, shoes or other stuff that uh, were needed because still even if there is lower numbers of refugees coming from Ukraine, but still various situations that some of them are, are missing a lot of things. Even in humanitarian aid center, we also suggest them to have uh, some time for emotional talks about their living uh, near the cup of coffee or tea, just to have a simple conversations so that humanitarian aid wouldn't be about stuff only. Nearly 75,000 Ukrainians have registered for temporary protection status as refugees in Lithuania since the outbreak of the war last year. That adds up to nearly 3% of the population of Lithuania, the largest ever influx of people. Caritas Vilnius seeks to help them deal with the war's effects on their psyche through the Family Friendship Program. Other program that we are having is called Family Friendship. Previously, it was only in the city of Vilnius, and now it's growing up and taking the whole Lithuania. Through this program, uh, we are connecting Lithuanian families with Ukrainian families to have simple time for friendship. For friendship, And in that simple time, we're having a lot of very, very useful help, uh, emotional help, because after one year later, we see that the families that started the friendship 
uh, they're going with their relationship deeper and deeper. So more and more wounds are open. Lithuania endured decades of Soviet occupation before 1991 as part of the USSR, and many people who lived through that time feel a sort of kinship with the people of Ukraine. In the beginning, when the mind and emotions are mobilized, people are closed, and now they're opening more and more with the tragic stories of their lives, uh, with the tragic emotions of depression, of hurt, emotional and physical hurt. So in this case, uh, this program is even more helpful at this moment, because in this level of deepness, we see that it's not anymore the simple time of friendship. It's really decuring each other. But not everyone finds it easy to open up in their host country. Aldrone Kairine, the director of Caritas Vilnius, worries that young people are closing in on themselves. For example, we are noticing that teenagers who come to Lithuania, they are very closed and they are getting more and more close. They do not participate in any activities and so on. And that's a problem how to pull them out. And we Mm -hmm. were discussing about that with the colleagues from Ukraine. So Mm -hmm. what kind of trick it Mm -hmm. could be that just to take Mm -hmm. him somewhere? Language is another factor that influences how Ukrainian refugees interact with people in their host countries, whether that be Lithuania or any other European nation. So some people in Lithuania speak Russian. Mm-hmm. So for Ukrainians speak Russian, it's no mm-hmm. problems. But for example, the young Ukrainians, they also do not speak Russian. So some of them speak English, some not. But actually, I think that to live in country, it's necessary to... Even if, if you do not speak or do not speak fluently, you just need to understand basic things. To help with that problem, Caritas Vilnius has enlisted the help of a young Ukrainian refugee named Daria. One of the coordinators of Family Friendship Program is uh, uh, Ukrainian Daria. Greetings to you, Daria, if you will hear us. She was a refugee, but she has such a strong spirit in her that she turned it to the help to others. And it's way easier through her to connect Ukrainians, because only if Lithuanians are trying to reach them or help, it's difficult due to the language barrier and other things. But when we got Daria in our team, in no time she connects more and more Ukrainians to Lithuanian families. The Caritas family is the Catholic Church's humanitarian outfit with local branches like Caritas Vilnius. One aspect of Caritas is that those who receive help are then empowered to help others. And also what's very nice that uh, Ukrainians, refugees who spend some time in Lithuania, they are coming to Caritas as a volunteers and helping not just with work with Ukrainians refugees, but also in other Caritas departments. So it's very good that people finding themselves big need to help to others. I think it's very important that the people are involved also in volunteer programs in Caritas, and in that way they also can feel like more fullness of their lives. Like every other part of the church, Caritas is a family of families, so the Family Friendship Program seeks to support this basic building block of society. 
families have great power within themselves. Mm -hmm. I think it would be much harder to volunteer by one person, by him or herself. Families shows great power in this case because they are together and that community uh, sense it can lift a lot from people with bonds. And one of the things that strengths families, it's very interesting, it's celebrating together, celebrating friendship, celebrating community, celebrating life. You're listening to Vatican Viewpoint. We're back in Ukraine as Russia's invasion grinds on and people continually face danger, with some choosing to flee, though many fewer than in the early days of the war. We had days when we hosted 2 million IDPs per day, per week, per month. Today we've hosted 150,000 IDPs. For me, all my citizens in very, very important. I not split internally displaced people in my whole city. Together we huge family. It is very important for this moment. Andriy Sadovyi is the mayor of the western Ukrainian city of Lviv, which lies 70 kilometers from the border with Poland. I think a lot of people stay in Lviv after war. They lost property, housing, but they need uh, time for understanding reality. When Ukrainian army deoccupied Kherson, a lot of internally displaced people went to Kherson. But today, the Russian troops every day attack Kherson. Every day we have people wounded and, and killed people, but people come back to Lviv from Kherson. And every day we have different situation, but uh, we have support from Euro Commission, and we will start building permanent accommodation for wounded IDPs. This first step. The municipality of Lviv has responded to the needs of internally displaced persons who have come to the city by building a place called Mariapolis, or literally the City of Mary. Lviv's authorities worked with the Salesians of Don Bosco, a Catholic religious order, with the financial support of the Polish government to build a modular city made up of container houses equipped with beds, laundry rooms, and bathing facilities. Children can get fresh air at a new playground. Mariapolis. It is a very nice place. People from Mariupol, Melitopol, Skadovsk, Zaporizhia region, families, women, children... But for me, very interesting that project have support from priests from Silesian, and they give love, maximum support. It's good example. Good example. We have good collaboration. Mariapolis was inaugurated on May 19, 2023, and the Salesians offer IDPs spiritual accompaniment and psychological support but they will also help feed several hundred people every day with a mobile kitchen donated by a civil defense unit in Italy. Today we have a nice collaboration with Silesian priests. These my good friends, and they give love every day. They spend time every day, give good dinner for internally displaced people in Mariapolis. It's a huge job. Mr. Sadovy offered these reflections to a reporter from Vatican Radio who was sent on mission to Ukraine. 
The country has leveraged social media and the mass media in general in unprecedented ways throughout the war. And he thinks Ukrainians at home and in the diaspora can only rebuild their future with the support of others. Like Pope Francis says constantly, never forget to pray for Ukraine. I am optimist. I believe in our victory. I believe in our future. And one journalist today equal 1,000 members of different parliaments. But if you give information about Ukraine, about NDPs, about Lviv to million people, I think we will have support. But today in Ukraine, we create our future. Never give up, only victory. We must build our victory together. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.